Dear Lord God, we come at this hour grateful for another opportunity to inspire you. Heavenly Father, bless those under the sound of my voice with ears to hear you, Lord God, and eyes to see your plans and purpose for their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Generation XYZ, it's the voice, Pastor Shug, on a mission to inspire, promote, and glorify the kingdom of God. And don't forget, subscribe, like, and share the gospel as we continue to fellowship and we continue to grow the kingdom of God. Amen. XYZ. I had this great message planned for today. I planned out, I planned on coming out the gate swinging. <laughs> I was talking about the different spiritual dimensions and where we're called to be, who you are, and how to maneuver through them. But XYZ. Sometimes you just got to be real. Sometimes you just got to testify. Sometimes you just got to tell people how. <laughs> XYZ this week, one of my students, one of my babies, she emailed me and she said, how can I get closer to God? In Generation XYZ, we talk about things you could do. We talk about tools you can use. We talk about resources. I mean, Dr. D has written a whole kingdom purpose planning system in order to make it easier. But sometimes people just want to know, how did you do it? In XYZ, I, I got to go to scripture for it. Because some of the things, some, some, I'm going to be real with y'all. I don't even know how I did it. I look back on where I was five years ago. Not 10, not two, but five. As an 18-year-old young man. And for me, it's a little different, and I'm testifying right now, because I knew my purpose. 
as a boy, as a baby, I knew that I was called to do just what you see me doing today. And by the time I was 18, I was asking myself, Lord, how did I fall so far away? And even then, how do I get back to who I was? See, that, that, we talk about identity. We talk about purpose. But what happens when you lose it? What, what do you do when you don't even know where to go? Because XYZ, I got emotional this week when she asked me, how do I get closer to God? Because quite frankly, I didn't have nobody to ask at 18. I didn't have nobody to ask in high school. So for me, it was a constant grind. It was a constant process. Let me go to the word because I really want y'all to follow me today. Colossians 3 and 1 says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things that are above, not on not things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ Jesus. Generation XYZ. I had to remember who I was. I had to remember that I was a son of God. Yeah, I love Mama D. Yeah, I love Andre Sorrells. But I'm not my dad nor my mother's property. And although they were tasked with creating me and raising me and nurturing me and birthing me, X, Y, Z, I had to return to my purest form. I have to remember that, Lord, you called me to preach and teach your word. And if I could do it at eight, I could do it at 18. All I have to do is set my mind on things that are of you. The moment that I came out of my own self-inflicted pity, the moment that I came out of the first dimension, Working without God, trying to do it all by myself. The moment that I came up and I started working with God and I said, Lord, I'm going to pray in the shower. Mama D, remember, I didn't even know what I was doing. Lord, I'm going to start reading daily Bible plans. Now, I might not be able to get through them all at one time. Or I might not even be able to finish them, but I'm going to start reading your word. And what happened is I started to go up into the third dimension where I'm able to now work for God, work with God. And as I'm preaching and as I'm teaching and you guys saw me, I'm building Generation XYZ and the Lord is still working on me, maturing me, perfecting me. Still getting the vocabulary together, still getting my mindset together, still unveiling and re-revealing my identity. And when she asked me how, all I could think about was just how I had to go. It wasn't something that I really 
made happen. It wasn't something that I prayed to happen. But I made an effort. Second Peter 1 and 5 says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For these things, these qualities are yours and increasing. They keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Step by step. That's preaching right there. I like that. And XYZ, I I can hoot with y'all. I can holler with (laughs) y'all. I can preach until I'm blue in the face. But that's not what got me here. Wow. It was the baby steps. It was the gradual movement. It was the slow motion that got the magazine. It was the slow motion on why you can now go watch on September 12th, me sit down with Miss Mia and Mr. B on the Now What Show. It was the faith that was grown with virtue. (laughs) It was the virtue that turned into humbleness and knowledge. And even today, if I could just encourage my young student, just go. Just make every effort. Just try. Because I'm sure that if you talk to Dr. D, who has, to me, all the wisdom, all the glory, all the knowledge in the world and the understanding to go along with it. If you ask her, how did you do it? All she going to say is, I just went. And it's real because we think that hooping is going to get us there. We think hollering is going to get us there. We think crying is going to get us there. Serving. Don't forget that parking lot. <laughs> Hospitality. Talk Pastor about it, Dr. D. here on Tuesday. I got to go to this meeting and that conference. No, 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 no. It's got to be personal. <laughs> One step at a time. Precept upon precept. Woo! Woo! I've witnessed the journey. And when I understood, see, XYZ, see, we could go with the somber tone. We could go with the with the low key. And I'm going to let y'all do that on your own time. But when you on XYZ, you go hear about the glory and the goodness of God. See, XYZ, when I finally figured out what I was entitled to as a son of God, I remembered, I said, oh, Lord. I thought basketball was going to get me this, but Lord God, you told me all I got to do is preach, and I got this waiting on me. Glory. See, <laughs> XYZ, you got to really understand what the word of God is telling you because Isaiah 6 and 1 said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me yes. to bring the good news to the poor. See, 
there's two things I want you to take out of that upon me and anointing me, because as long as the spirit of the Lord is upon me, X, Y, Z, oh, all crooked paths are made straight. As long as the Lord has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor, guess what, X, Y, Z, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And also I could go to James one and two, and I could count everything as joy because my brothers, when I meet various trials, when I meet trials of various kinds, I already know that my foe is defeated. I defeated the foe at 18. I defeated the enemy in a 10 year long stretch of when he wanted to say, no, you're not Pastor Shug. No, you'll never be Pastor Shug. No, you're too dirty. You're too bad. You don't look the part. I defeated a 10 year long period of mental anguish, of spiritual anguish, of identity crisis. All of the things that the world is trying to push and trying to put on you. Depression, trauma, anxiety, identity crisis, all of that was solved the moment that I came back and I remember for this very reason I have to make every effort to supplement my faith. Because I couldn't stop there, X, Y, Z. God had been built me up into this. And trust me, everything that God has anointed you with, you go carry it into the world. And they're still going to recognize the spirit of the Lord upon you. But here's what the enemy's whole MO is. He's going to try to pervert and he's going to try to make you think that you are not who God has called you to be. But he has sent me. See, you got to make this thing personal. (laughs) To bind up. What does bind up? That means to take and wrap around my finger. The broken hearted. To proclaim the liberty to the... Oh, X, Y, Z, glory be to God. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Do you know what he has called me to do? What he has called you to do? What he has called Dr. D to do? And you mean to tell me I'm warring with not man, with not even Satan. I'm warring with myself. In the moment that I begin to stop warring with myself, <laughs> I can free the captives. I can bring good news to the poor. I can bind broken hearts and unravel them with just my words. XYZ, understand what we have really came into when we came into the kingdom of God. This is good, X, Y, Z. This is good because the enemy whole game plan is for you to never figure out how. The enemy whole steal, kill, and destroy mantra, that's not against your money. That's not, it's, it's bigger than your money. It's bigger than your house. Yeah, he coming to kill, steal, and destroy things of physical aspects. But here's what, he, what he's trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And I'm going to give you the game plan. It's your identity. Yeah. Because if I could take your identity, you'll never be able to go up to the fourth dimension where we're called. That's good. Where Christ is. Where God's sons and daughters are supposed to be seated on his right hand. And see, when when you go to his right hand, you stop asking and you start knowing. Mm. Oh, yeah, that that asking is really around a second dimensional 
third dimensional function. But knowing that's when you're fifth dimensional, sixth dimensional, and you start speaking to those 75,000 atoms that come out of your mouth whenever you proclaim something, you start to make molecules move in each and every direction, either for you or away from you. You start to turn situations and the enemy did not want me to get on here today to help you understand how to turn your situation. And it starts with your identity. People ask me all the time, Pastor Shug, what is your platform based on? What is your platform about? It's identity. And reverting back to kings and queens, sons and daughters. God didn't call us to be disciples. He didn't even call us to be preachers and pastors. He wanted sons and daughters so that we can do the same things that he do in heaven here on earth. And if you go get anybody out the baby boomers, if you go get a couple of Generation Xers, they might not understand what I'm telling you. But Generation Z and Generation Y, you guys know exactly what I'm saying. But but we have to come up. How? It starts with just making the effort. It starts with just saying, Lord, I'm going I'm, I'm to do the work. I'm going to kill everything that is holding me back. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm done letting circumstance and situations break me away from our relationship. I'm done letting man or woman make me feel far away from you. Through the addiction, through the sorrow, through the mental capacity through the physical. (laughs) See, X, Y, Z, when you get to a point and this is the how you do it, get to the point where you realize that no matter what I do, God is still going to love me. (laughs) Get to the point to where you can understand no matter what you were in, he still hears you. Because religion has put a distance between God and his sons and his daughters. But just like Mama D is sitting in front of my face today, no matter what happened last night, if I need Mama today, if I need Mama later on, if I need her tonight and I call on and I say, Mama, I need you to come get me. If I say, Mama, I need you to, (laughs) I need five, ten dollars. I need some gas money. What is she going to do? She's going to deliver. So stop thinking that there's a distance between you and your father. Stop thinking there's a distance between you and that blessing that you've been praying about. Stop thinking that there's distance between you and the relationship with Jesus Christ. Stop thinking there's a distance between you and your purpose. All you have to do is walk this thing out. And how do you do that? Make an effort to continue to get closer to him, to continue to kill off the things that you know did not come from God. <laughs> I'm going to make an effort to be better. I'm going to make an effort to make Klein, Texas look a little bit more kingdom. I'm going to make an effort. I'm going to make an effort. 
to bring up my friends and my family. We can't stay in the first dimension. We got to go up to the fourth where the kings and the queens are resting. We can't continue to swim in the same muddy waters. And even with my baby at school, how? How? You transform the team. You transform your friend group. You transform the school in ways that you know. X, Y, Z. Understand. The reason in the place, the, the reason the church is in the place that it is today is because we stopped leading and started following. When God called us to start speak, when God called us to speak the things before they even were. Understand the power that is in your tongue. Understand that if Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, then we should be raising communities from the dead. Klein, Texas cannot be the hood. Klein, Texas cannot look like the ghetto. I don't care how many freeways they put. I don't care how many bus routes they might send through here. It cannot look like 1960. And I'm sorry if you're from 1960, but I don't live over there. My kids can't come to school sagging. We live in the suburbs, baby. We live in the kingdom. And as the apostle, as the teacher... As the pastor, as the preacher of Klein, Texas, if I sit back and I let all of these mental illnesses and I let all of these principalities come in and rest where God has called me to transform, then I will never be able to assume my full identity, X, Y, Z. See, this is where I tie it together and I'm going to tie it together personally so I could tie it together for you. How am I going to be? Pastor should, if I'm not transforming things, if I'm not building things, if I'm not setting people free, if If you can't look at me and see the kingdom of God, how am I supposed to be this big, larger than life past? How am I supposed to have everlasting life? I won't if I don't ever come to the place where God has called me to. See, I told you about how I was fighting an identity crisis at 8 through 18. But once that identity crisis was won, God called me to transform. God called me to build. God called me to grow my friends, grow my family. So if I'm still fighting the identity crisis that I beat at 18, at 23 years old, I'll never be able to make Klein look a little bit more kingdom. I won't even make it to the brick and mortar building. The ecclesia won't be able to manifest because I'm warring with something that God told me I beat way back on Calvary. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. See, X, Y, Z, I'm trying to get you to a place where you just walking this thing out, where the effort is second nature, where you don't have to think about reading your Bible. You just do it where you don't have to hope and believe. You just know. CXYZ, I'm speaking to your spirit, not your mind, not your body, not your physical sin, not what you just got out of bed doing last night. I'm talking to your spirit. Because when God introduced Jesus, it wasn't in Matthew. It wasn't in the New Testament. It was way back in Genesis 1 when he talked about the spirit, when he talked about the light, when he talked about the truth. And he mixed Jesus With all three of those things. And then by the time Jesus came to earth, he was the word. He was the light. He was the truth. 
He was the logos and he was the answer to the law. So if I'm still warring with things that Satan had put in my life at eight years old, at 23, I will never be able to be the answer to the problems in the world today. And to my student asking how, baby, you already have. Baby, you are ready to answer. You already are doing it. You already are walking this thing out. The moment that in your mind you say, Lord, I want to have a relationship with you. You already have one. <laughs> the moment you start praying to get closer to God, you right there up on him in his arms. The moment that I thought I was Pastor Suge was the moment that I started walking in to being him. It wasn't it wasn't something that I could pimp the Lord and get there to. And I got to use words like that because we got to get vivid. We got to get personal. And I don't know. I don't know about you, but my God and my Jesus is bigger than your science. So I don't have to grow. I don't have to do shadow work. I don't have to develop. I don't have to go to therapy. All I got to do is assume who I already have been. Since Genesis 1 and 1. Because he called me to be the answer. He called me to be him here on earth. And if I continue to let the same things beat me down, who am I? If I continue to let the same things that came into my life way back then come into them now, who am I? How do you do it? You just make the effort. How do you do it? You go to Jesus. You look at Jesus and you say, Lord, I want you to be my spirit. I want you to be the light of my life. I want you to be the truth of my life. And by the time you look up again, he'll be the answer. Because he became my answer. It wasn't something that I had to walk out and cry about. It wasn't something that I had to kill myself to find. Oh, and trust me, the enemy wanted me to. If he can get you to say, I'm not good enough. If he could get you to say, I'm not worthy. If he could get you to say all of these things that he knows aren't true, you'll never be able to get the answer. And the answer is Jesus. Yes. All that other stuff, we could get to that later, but the answer is Jesus. The answer is Christ. The answer is the Lord and Savior. And here's what Jesus is doing. Here's Because remember, the spirit of Jesus Christ is still living the day. The consciousness of Jesus Christ is still living the day. So all he has called us to do as our Lord and as our king is adopt that same consciousness. Adopt that same spirit. So when I adopted the spirit of Christ, when I adopted and inherited the consciousness of Christ, miracle signs and wonders started chasing after me. I didn't have to chase after them. The relationship with God, with my father, I realized that it was no longer something I had to work for. It was something I had. Generation X, Y, Z. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. 
understand there is no distance between Christ, you, the Father, and whatever you need. There is no distance. In XYZ, there's so many schemes to make us feel like we're not good enough. There's so many plots to make us feel like we aren't where we're supposed to be. And I battled with plots and schemes and attacks and all of that to just stop me from getting key. And if I could give you the answer, it's Jesus. It's assuming your identity. Not looking for one, not chasing after one, not trying to make one, but assuming who God has always called you to be. Being the branch. And with that, faith turns into virtue. Virtue turns into knowledge. Knowledge turns into steadfastness. Yes. What do I mean by that? <laughs> I still got time. I still got time. Let me break that down. What do I mean by these things? See, I just had faith that God was going to work in my life. I just had faith that, Lord, I know you're calling me to do something great. I know that I got faith that, Lord, this, this police car that I'm sitting in, this ain't where I'm supposed to be. And as... I continue to make the effort of faith. The virtue began to rain down. And when the virtue rained down, I started to see God's grace and his mercy in my life. And I started to see that, ooh, shame, he saved you. <laughs> it's something higher than yourself protecting you. It's a bigger being that's, that's making sure that you stay out the way. And Dr. D will tell you. Oh, it wasn't nothing I did. That was the Lord virtue. And by the time I started seeing that virtue and he started revealing his grace and his mercy to me where I'm looking and I'm like, Lord, thank you for saving me. <laughs> then by that time, he had gave me the knowledge. I'm reading 2 Peter 1 and 5 right now. I'm breaking this down in layman's terms. By the time the virtue mixed with the knowledge, X, Y, Z, the knowledge came with self-control because I said, Lord, if you saved me this many times, I don't know if you go keep saving me that many times. <laughs> and by the time I got the knowledge, the self-control came and I said, I can't go there. I can't do this. I don't want to talk like this. I don't want to think like this. Lord, I don't want to be like this. So I had to start self-controlling myself. But the self-control, my apostle calls it tugging on his leash. He say he got to tug on his leash and make sure that he don't come too far off that chain because you know what dogs do when you let them off the chain. They run. They, they don't care about the owner. They don't care about who walking them. They don't care about what's in front of them. They just go. Dr. D be praying every time she go walking that a dog don't come off the leash. <laughs> because dogs and man, self-control is different. If you let a dog off the leash, he gone. 
If you let Pastor Suge and Apostle Johnny Young off the leash, if the if my Lord, my Father in heaven let me off the leash for one day, I promise you, I promise you, X, Y, Z, y'all might not see me the next day if I get let off that leash. Do you understand what I'm saying? Glory be to God. But somewhere along the line, when I got that self-control and I started tugging on my own leash, it began to be steadfastness. And I started, I started to subdue with my steadfastness because I said, Lord, there's some things that I got to control, but there's also some things that's got to go. There's some things, Lord God, that I don't like about myself. There's some things about me that people have manifested in my life and I don't know how. So the self-control is great, but I need to know how to kill. I need to learn how to subdue X, Y, Z. I'm not preaching to you nothing that I learned 10 years ago. I'm preaching on what is concurrently happening. Remember, I preached about those molecules and 75,000 going out. So you have to be able to begin to move molecules on your behalf. So when I started seeing the steadfastness, it mixed in with godliness. Ooh, X, Y, Z. That is where the kingdom came in. That's where I started preaching kingdom. That's where I found the order of where I'm supposed to live. Oh, I'm not supposed to look like the beggars. I'm not supposed to look like the believers. I'm seated next to my father in heaven. Oh, Christ is calling me to come up here and be the answer to poverty, be the answer to depression, be the Answer to anxiety in Klein, Texas. I'm the answer to healing cancer. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the moment that I just said, Lord, I'm going to self-control myself so I could stay in this heavenly place you seated me. The steadfastness with that mixed with godliness. So we think of godliness as God-like characteristics, but godliness is a God-like identity. You're working as him. So when I started working as him, oh, X, Y, Z. Now, now you see the kingdom taking place. So now that's the order I live on. That's the way of life that I fall under. So now I can talk to cancer. I could say, no, you don't rest here in my body. I can lay my hands on people and say, you are now healed. And, and, and see, this is where my, this is what my generation wants. We want brotherly affection. What is brotherly affection? That's everlasting life. That's a legacy. That's purpose. That's followers on Instagram. That's clout. We want that. But where does that come? It comes after we obtain godliness. So now when you see Pastor Suge in the magazine, don't hate. Just understand that I didn't took the steps. When you see Pastor Suge doing talk show interviews, don't get upset. Because believers, the same thing that I have came into, precept upon precept, you have the opportunity to come into as well. I'm I'm, I'm done preaching over believers' heads. 
I'm done allowing us to make this thing feel far away. When all I had to do was let that effort turn into faith. The faith turn into virtue. The virtue turn into knowledge. The knowledge go into self-control. And the self-control came with a little bit of steadfastness. The steadfastness allowed me to assume my God-like identity and work as God here on earth. And when I got my godliness and my God-like identity, Lord God, thank you, glory be to God, I was able to now move things just like my father in heaven. So now when you start seeing the world take admiration, when you start seeing the world come with their affection and their magazines and their interviews, see, now the brotherly affection is with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they kept me. X, Y, Z. And it started in the shower. They they kept me from being unaffected. They kept me from being unfruitful. What is ineffective? What is unfruitful? That's dead. That's not having no motion. See, there's a lot of people that might look at social media. There's a lot of people that might base their opinions off me on only what you can see through a phone screen. But baby, you didn't see when I had to go back and pray in the shower. You didn't see the days it took to where I'm hoping and I'm praying and I'm speaking to the Lord and I'm saying the virtue has to come through. Oh, you didn't understand when I was being whooped and when I was being protected and when I was being subdued and pruned. Because the knowledge had to come with self-control. CXYZ, we could preach this thing over your head. Here on XYZ, we believe in making it plain. And the way that I make it plain to you is I make it personal. (laughs) If Pastor Suge can make this thing personal and help you get there, he will. Because these are the things that kept me from being ineffective. X, Y, Z, we're going up every day. I don't even talk about the numbers no more because every day there's somebody new listening. I don't have to worry about being ineffective or unfruitful because I know that (laughs) my faith allowed for my God-like identity to manifest. Glory to God. And X, Y, Z, I really didn't know how I was going to preach this message, but the Lord just told me, just go. Just make the effort. And today I'm going to give you the opportunity to just go, to just make the effort. Alexa, go to YouTube. We almost done. We getting ready to close Generation XYZ. Here is YouTube. Colossians 1 and 9 says... And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with knowledge of his in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Today, X, Y, Z, from this day on. You're filled with his knowledge. 
with his spiritual fruit and wisdom. <laughs> For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all peoples, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. That's your mission today. That's your mission today. That's what I'm training you to do, Team XYZ. Today, you have to renounce everything that isn't of God. Renounce all worldly passions, anything that hasn't came from God today. Kill it. Get rid of it. And I'm asking you to come up to the fourth dimension and to live self-control. My apostles say you got to give people something to go home with. Something to take home. Live self-control, upright, and godly lives in the present age. In the next verse, say, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Who already gave himself to redeem us from all lawlessness to purify a people who are zealous for good works. Generation XYZ. It's already done. And today I'm just going to ask that. If this message touched you, if you want to. Assume your identity. Just repeat after me, Generation XYZ. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I know I have sinned. I know I have sinned. And I can't save myself. And I can't save myself. Today, Lord God, I I ask you to come into my life. Today, Lord God, I ask you to come into my life. Come into my heart. Make me a new creation. All ungodliness. All worldly passions. Must get out of my life. Devil. I serve you no longer. Jesus. It's in your name I do pray. Amen. Team XYZ. You've already started. <laughs> you already started making the effort by listening today with your faith. So now I, sp- I pray and I speak that your faith must turn in. To virtue and the virtue with knowledge, the knowledge with self-control, the self-control with steadfastness, the steadfastness with the godliness, the godliness with the everlasting life, the everlasting life with love. And today I I I, I just speak increase. <laughs> I speak effectiveness. I speak knowledge. I speak fruitfulness in the kingdom of God. 
I thank you for joining us. I thank you for fellowshipping with Pastor Shield, the voice of Generation XYZ. And you gotta be blessed. So go rule. Go reign, king. Go reign, queen. Be blessed.